1: what's up everybody welcome to kind of funny games daily for tuesday march 22nd 2022 a widow wednesday on a tuesday i'm one of your hosts greg miller alongside the rogue one at gary widow hello how are you not too bad gary
0: not too fucking bad gary I'm i'm guessing ghostbusters is in the news today
1: Gary, not only is Ghostbusters in the news today, Greg Miller is in the news today. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed has been announced. It is a new video game from Ilphonic, and I can confirm that myself and Rahul Kohli are stars of it.
0: Yeah, and written by James and Elise Willems. I, uh, it's I not dispen- about
1: James and Elise right now. It's about me isn't and Rahul. When, Let us have it, our when, moment. When, when I don't need to about hear about me? Dan Aykroyd. I don't need to hear about Ernie Hudson being in the game as well. It's Rahul Coley and Greg Miller's time to shine all right okay you can look you can praise us now you can how, praise. Uh, how
0: how big is your part
1: you know i'm not at liberty to say i'm not at liberty to say we haven't announced uh, the characters we're playing yet in this game so you, well, know. you know what
0: they say greg there are no small parts only small actors
1: exactly you know what i mean and that's the thing to be part of the ghostbusters legacy uh, gary on this level because of course everybody knows i was already the ghostbuster in the ghostbuster world commercial and you might say what's ghostbusters world it was this pokemon knockoff game lasted all like three months but let me tell you it was a great three months while it was around all right and i got to be in
0: the commercial for that
1: and everybody's like, oh, man, now you're part of the canon. I'm like, am I? And now I'm in this fucking game. And I'm is weaseling this, my way up the game, ladder. I'm weaseling my way up the fucking ladder, Gary. Is this
0: game canonical?
1: Um. So the we, this is, we're going to get into it. It's a top story, but I'll start it after you if you want. Yeah, so Ghostbusters, uh, Spirits Unleashed picks up after the events of Ghostbuster Afterlife. Like I said, they have Ernie Hussey. They have Dan Aykroyd. They've been working close with Ghost Corps. And so they're treating it as canon, but... What is What The company that manages
0: the Ghostbusters brand? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: It's, it was uh, Ivan Reitman and Jason Reitman and Gil, uh, Jason Reitman's partner or whatever. Okay. Uh, writing partner. And so uh, it's still them and they're still doing it. But like the idea here is that they get to go make a game in that world. But then, of course, if the movies want to have nothing to do with it or use stuff from the game, like me, just putting it out there. Jason Reitman, if you're watching, you want to use me. Me, Greg Miller, no big deal. Not nah, Rahul. Rahul doesn't need it. All right, Rahul's got enough acting. We don't. You're need to slowly, you're slowly building
0: up this uh, voice acting resume, Greg. Is this always going to be a sideline for you, or could you imagine one day like you're Greg Miller, voice actor?
1: Well, here's the thing: is I've already signed the contract for Ghostbuster uh, uh, Spirits Unleashed, which is actually a lie, and I haven't signed anything. It's all a handshake agreement. But what you need to know is that I'm not really good at voice acting, so it's surprising I keep getting into things, Gary. You know, because I, mean? I can do Greg. I can do the Greg voice. I can do Greg a little bit higher pitch when I'm Carl the Crab. wow shoot start at 10 wow like i'm up there you know what i mean and then that's it like i did i I guess i did even when i did a polka dot man
0: i mean you don't always but you don't always have to do a voice to do to be a voice actor anymore Sure, but then i'm just Greg. it was what people
1: were talking about for solitaire conspiracy right where like a lot of the reviews were like greg miller's in this too and that's cool but it's just i've listened to greg miller for like 13 years so it's hard for me to be over this guy It's it's clearly greg it's just greg being greg I mean, but can I d- Jason can, I mean, Reitman can, doesn't know that. And so, chat be cool. Nobody tell you, but, Jason Reitman. Can I'm, I'm, I'm you do
0: voices? Time. Can you disappear into another character so that we wouldn't know it was you unless you told us? Sure. Go on then.
1: Oi, I I I Governor! <laughs> <laughs> Stuff we yeah.
0: here. See, that was oh, that wasn't Gary. That, listeners, that was me. That was me,
1: audio listeners. That wasn't Gary. should was
0: disappear into a character, not disappear up your own asshole.
1: <laughs> oh, Gary, strap It's going to be a good show. Uh, we're going to okay. talk about, of course, Ghostbusters, Spirits Unleashed. We're going to talk about The Witcher 4, saying they won't have crunch. And then we're going to reveal a bunch of new Xbox controllers Gary is going to have to buy. We're going to talk about all this and more because this is kind of funny games daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you know about if you like that Be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write in to be part of the show with your questions, comments, concerns. You can get the show ad-free, and you can get the post-show we do each and every weekday. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. There are multiple free ways to support us. Number one, you can go to the Epic Game Store. Use the creator code kindoffunny. If you're using that, we get a few bucks every time you buy a V-Buck or whatever. And you might not even be playing on the Epic Game Store. Guess what? Fortnite, Rocket League, and of course, Follow Guys, all use the Epic Creator Code. You can put in the Kind of Funny code there and get us some help there. On top of that, you can watch us record this show, Kind of Funny Games, daily live on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, just like, I had the chat too large, Alex1342, Miss Envy, and every show Joe R. Uh, If you're watching live on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, of course, you have a special job. Go to KindofFunny.com slash You're Wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday housekeeping for you uh, of course we're going to talk about uh, more of this ghostbusters spirits unleashed give you uh, the top level stuff but me and blessing have a long conversation because on top of pl- uh, being in the game I've actually played a bunch of it already, so you can go over to Love You PSI XOXO, which is live right now on YouTube.com slash KindOfFunnyGames, uh, podcast services around the globe. Catch a long preview of that, and, of that, then get in, of course, all the PlayStation nerdy news you didn't know about. And if you want to be a Patreon uh, supporter, stick around. You can watch Blessing Play, America's favorite quiz show, You Don't Know Janet. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Gordon McGuire, Fargo, Brady, and Pransky. Today we're brought to you by Cuts Clothing, Lumen Skin, and Honey, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. (laughs) Time for some news. (laughs) Six items on the Roper Report. A
0: baker's dozen.
1: Number one. Greg and Rahul are in Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. Uh, Spirits Unleashed has been announced. Here's the official press release. Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, the 4v1 hunt or haunt supernaturally charged video game from the asymmetrical multiplayer experts at Elphonic, rolls out the Ecto-1 and Q4 2022 on PC for Epic Games Store, PlayStation 4 and 5, Xbox Series X slash S, and Xbox One. Put on a proton pack, grab a ghost trap, and monitor the trusty PKE meter as, the, as a Ghostbuster and a team of four brave souls pursuing ghastly ghosts terrorizing public locations. Work together to find the ghost, blast them with streams from the particle thrower to tether, them, to tether the slimy foe in place, and shut the trap at the perfect moment. Keep citizens calm and corral the ghost before the environment gets too haunted. Play as a ghost, scaring unsuspecting c- citizens at various locations. You ain't afraid of no Ghostbuster thanks to the ability to fly and teleport between rifts. Possess objects lying around each room by sneaking uh, and sneak by roaming Ghostbusters uh, and frighten passerbys. If that doesn't work, sliming and summoning, summoning ghoulish minions will haunt each map to completion as one of multiple ghosts w- with different abilities. Prepare for each match in the iconic Firehouse by customizing your Ghostbuster or Ghost, upgrading equipment and abilities, and getting some target practice in with the Particle Thrower as well as its different modifications. Talk, to, talk with Winston Zeddemore, voiced by Ernie Hudson, and get missions before going out into the field. Meet some new and old friends like Dan Aykroyd's Ray Stance, ready to hand down some busting wisdom at Ray, Ray's occult books. Who are you going to call when you want to bust some ghosts? Thanks to cross-platform multiplayer, anyone on PC, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation 5, and or Xbox Series S slash X or 1 can come together to cross the streams or spew slime. AI companions can also fill games or enable solo Ghostbusters uh, or a solo ghost to play offline. Gary Whitta, I know I've given you a lot of information today. I know I can tell by looking at you. You are, of course, a little starstruck. It's a lot. I'm overwhelmed. To so be lot. here with the star of the Ghostbusters game. You know what I mean? But what is your initial read on what you've heard so far?
0: First of all, don't cross the streams, but do cross the play. I like that. You know how much I like about crossplay.
1: You've been you've been on crossplay for a long time. I'm glad it's. I, I, I'm
0: telling you the dream, the dream is slowly coming coming true. One, is uh, one It's, it's time, happening it's all time. over the place. It's, it's happening. It's happening. What what is that? A PK meter? What do you got it's there? PK meter. Yeah, I was okay. doing some props
1: here, doing some props and stuff. Is that like a shitty Halloween store one, or is that a good one? <laughs> no, this is the maddie collector one. Please
0: come on now. Okay, so that's to- that's a top quality one. Yeah, okay. that means I spent a lot. Yeah, of money you only on have stuff. the you only have the 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 the, the high quality stuff, right?
1: Well, no, I have a lot of crap stuff too.
0: But it's not even crap. Like the Spirit Halloween stuff
1: is good. You know what I mean? I got
0: plenty of this. That's stuff. a Spirit I got, I got Halloween trap. Yeah. Look how do? good that looks. Does it do anything? Well, does yeah. It used out
1: to of it? It, it used to open up and light up, but I mean, it's a Spirit Halloween trap, so it's kind of crap, and it broke pretty quick. But it still okay. does the, it does, does what enough, I need though, just
0: to, to. Just a good if you're just gonna like hang it off your belt, hang on whatever, belt. right? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. What else? What else do you need? Um, you know, it's okay. So we'll talk about the the actual game in a moment. But I think it's it's an interesting. Also, Kevin, do you want to play
1: the trailer? What if you want? You could. It's an, it's an e- for it? so I don't see a link here. No, but if you copy Ghostbusters Spirit Unleashed, trailer right, you'll find I don't it. understand. I mean, you know, that sounds like a job, you know. Gary, I'm sorry. You have to work on these conditions. You know what I mean?
0: I mean, I'm sorry for myself.
1: No wonder Rahul won't show up. Another star of the Ghostbusters video game here, but whatever.
0: And so, I mean, at least I'm well-paid. Oh, no, wait. I'm not. You <laughs> got you, Greg. <laughs> How many Loodle users do you have right now? Actually passed 8 million today. Too. You'd only
1: have 7 million if it wasn't for us, all right?
0: Is that You think that's what it is? You think no, kind of not at all, but I'm going to say that. At the top?
1: <laughs> I mean, we got a lot of fucking pervs out there, right? If you're a perv in the chat, say perv, all right? That's not what I'm looking for. I know you're out there. You're out there doing the
0: things. They're, they're out there. We know we, they're, they're all playing. All right, Gary, the
1: trailer's playing. They're showing some stuff. I'm sorry. Back to you. What, what we, are you uh, let walking let away from let me?
0: Let me have a look at the trailer here while sure, I'm... Sure. Uh, while I'm looking at it. Yeah. So we'll talk, we'll talk about the actual game in a, in a moment. Um, mm-hmm. It's an interesting opportunity to just talk about like Ghostbusters games in general and, and kind of the legacy oh, and, sure. the, and the history of them. I'm old enough to remember I played the original one, the David Crane Activision game on the Commodore 64 in 1984 when the, when, when the movie came out. And I remember having a great time with it and really, really enjoying it and thinking it was a really fun game. And then many years later, I- Now hold on real re- quick. You and I got to well, jump
1: in right off the thing. Here. You understand that that game and David Crane are the reason I'm here today. How like, is that? That that one, of course, also got ported to Master System and it had different stuff on it. It was on
0: It was on every platform.
1: It, it, Master System's the best version. Uh, but when, it, when I was walking through the toy aisles with mom to go get real Ghost, Ghostbuster toys, there was the Ghostbusters game behind the glass. And I hit the glass and I said, what's that? And my mom said, it's a video game. And I said, what's that? And then she explained, and I was like, I want that. And that was the first video game I ever got. That Wait, was so you the first discovered
0: did you discover Ghostbusters as a video game before you knew it was a movie?
1: No, 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 no. I discovered video games through Ghostbusters. I was at Toys R Us to get Ghostbusters Got toys, it. and then, I, then we went down the video game aisle oh, and I saw the video game. The
0: how interesting, point. okay. Yeah. Well it's not like you wouldn't have discovered video games anyway, right? You sooner or later you would have What's Well it's a it cool out. story because I defended this uh, government. No, I suppose, books. I yeah. suppose.
1: Um, and now I'm in the um, most game spirit on the no big deal. And, and, Q4 2022, everybody.
0: David Crane, obviously a legendary uh, video game designer from the from the uh, you know the, the, the early halcyon days of of, of of video games. And um as I was saying, I played the Commodore 64 version, I had it on cassette tape, and I enjoyed it immensely. And I remember th- I only ever had fond memories of it. And then years later, I remember watching I think it was an episode of the Angry Video Game Nerd where he was playing the NES version that he had when he was a kid. And apparently it's terrible and everyone hates it. So I don't know. They have know, a bunch I of think.
1: different ones that all suck, it yeah. I don't
0: like it's very... It was very divisive, and also I think there were a lot of difference between the versions. Yes, So,
1: yes, I, sure. so like,
0: yeah. I, I think the Commodore sixty four version was better than, even though they were all basically versions of the same game. I think some some versions were better than others. And then I guess it, 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 I kind of like I don't think I ever played another Ghostbusters game after that. But you're clearly the man to ask, Greg. Like this this one aside, where we don't know yet. Yeah. What what what, what is the word on Ghostbusters? The history of Ghostbusters games as a whole i'm thinking i'm thinking it's kind of a mixed bag right yeah
1: i mean mostly ghostbuster games fall into the same licensed tropes we've seen time and time again right where i'm with you of like you know i had uh the david crane uh master system one and then anything else that had the ghostbusters logo on and i had it and i remember having fun with like my game boy Ghostbusters 2 but like it was that thing where you know how those games were at the time where it was just had really nothing to do with the movies. You're just walking around, you know, being a Ghostbuster, and it's fine. It's whatever. It's not remarkable, right? I think Ghostbusters games languished in that space for the longest time until ghostbusters the video game come around and like, you know what I mean? That was coming around and that, that was the whole, you know, story journey of, you know, uh, that happening with Atari, Atari going out of business and selling it, Activision dumping it. And then finally getting picked, I, I skipped a step there. Sorry. Uh, where Atari ended up being the final publisher of ghostbusters, the video game after Activision dumped it, after they picked it up from a name that I'm escapes me right now, but one of the a video game publisher that went defunct. And of course, that one was great. And it was a game at the time that was, for all intents and purposes, the third movie. And it felt like that's what we were going to get. That was all we were going to get. Right. And that is the final time you see all the Ghostbusters together, the original 84 Ghostbusters. Right. Because it was before Harold Ramus's passing. It was him and Dan Aykroyd working on it. Uh, it was them working with Terminal Reality, the developer and, you know, really being uh, part and parcel hand in hand with that game. Uh, to make it feel like uh, the movie and they got bill murray back and they did all these different things for it and it was it was great for the time uh they just put out the remastered version of it and i think you know maybe now obviously with a few more video game years under our belt and then also the fact that the movie's out and then i feel like you know the game the game struggled in a way i think to in the same thing we see so many movies these wrinkles struggle right now where it's like cool we want this to feel like the movies you love but we want it to be new so it was finding reasons for you to go back back to the sedgwick hotel to fight the tape off marshmallow man again it was tied into uh you know uh gozer again and the whole thing there with like uh, uh uh what was going on with evo shandor which of course is really what afterlife becomes about as well too but it was a good game it was fun and it, it, it you know i, I talk about it on ps i love you where obviously i'm so sorry to everyone who watches this i know that it must suck for you to live in a world where all my dreams come true. And I don't know if that happens for you enough, ladies and gentlemen, but for me, it happens all the time where I got what I wanted out of a Ghostbusters video game, right? I got a HD. You're a Ghostbuster. You're wearing the pack. You're using the equipment. You're, you're living, you know, you're shoulder to shoulder
0: and and all the actors, right? All the voices,
1: you're shoulder to shoulder with the actual Ghostbusters, right? Harold Ramis's last performance is Egon. And then, you know, years later now, what, uh, A decade later, yeah, more than a decade later, we get uh, this game coming out. And again, like me being involved with it, take it with a grain of salt, what I think of it. I played it. I really enjoy it. You know, I did did not like Ghostbusters Sanctum of Slime. There's been plenty of Ghostbuster games that I don't just fall for because I'm a fan or I have some kind of loose involvement with it. But... For this, this is the one, of course, from Ilphonic, which is that got leaked uh, earlier from the Illphonic, like, you know, one of the presidents or whatever, uh, being on a podcast and mentioning it offhandedly. And it's, we all were like, oh, what's that all about? And then, you know, Ernie Hudson mentioned that they were doing uh, voice stuff. And at that point, I already knew. But, uh, you know, for it to be Ilphonic, uh, a company that made Friday the 13th and Predator Hunting Grounds. And both of those games laden with problems. Not at all, like, perfect 10 out of 10 video games by any stretch of the imagination. But... For Greg Miller's money, fun games. Y'all know how much I played Friday the 13th and how many uh, matches I did with Kind of Funny Best Friends. And Predator Hunting Grounds, we streamed all the time because we enjoyed it so much. And, you know, being the Predator, running around, chasing each other, and trying to kill each other. Uh, What I've been impressed with from the demo I played, and again, I go into way more detail about the actual demo, uh, demos, I should say, too, that I played, uh, on the PSL of UXO. But what I play about it, Gary, is like, I feel like it's stripping back... uh, to the core of what makes those kind of games fun and not layering so much on them. Like, you know, talking to uh, Bless about Predator, he was very much like, well, Predator, there's just so many objectives going on. There's so many different things going on. And Friday the 13th, it's the same way too, of like, you know, there's so many counselors. You don't have to work as a unified group, but you could, but do you want to, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, for being the Ghostbusters in the Ghostbusters uh, Spirits Unleashed, you're right, the idea is, hey, let's bust this ghost, which comes down to obviously catching the ghost, putting him in the trap, but also he has rifts around the world uh, the map they've, they've been demoing is museum you have three rifts think of rifts as extra lives so when you get trapped as the ghost rather than the game just be over and you've lost similar to predator where like hey I want to be predator alright cool try it out and everyone beats the shit out of you and you die uh, this time around you get caught and you respawn out of one of the rifts if the rifts exist so as the ghostbusters you're running around trying to destroy these rifts so that there are no more extra lives so that the time you ca- when you catch the ghost the next time he's done for and then on the flip okay. side, as the ghost, you're running around trying to haunt the building you're in, which means you're trying to scare the civilians out of the place, which increases the haunt meter, which makes the rooms more ghostly and gooly and slimy and stuff like that.
0: What's interesting about this is that sometimes I think um, a like you know a licensed game and a particular kind of genre that's trending at a, at a given time they kind of line up in a good way, right? So you mentioned yeah. Predator Hunting Grounds. Friday the 13th, this developers obviously got a good track record in that kind of this kind of asymmetric uh multiplayer gameplay that's very popular right now. Dead by daylight, right? It's still huge, right? Everyone it plays is. that, it's really, really popular. Um, and so that kind of like if if you were if you were gonna do a Ghostbusters game just from a blank slate, I think you might might very naturally say, Hey, let's do one of these asymmetric type games, right? Because you've got a team of Ghostbusters working as a team plus a ghost. Um, and it just it, it just seems like it maps very nicely onto that. It, obviously, it depends on how they execute it in this particular instance, but it seems like it maps very nicely onto that style of gameplay that's very popular right now.
1: And that's the thing, right? Is like phasmophobia has been popular, and that's you know very much a, a similar idea of you being ghost hunters or whatever they call it, and you go out and you you know run into a haunted place and try to trap the spirit that's going on. And I remember seeing that and be like, oh man, like that'd be cool if somebody did it with Ghostbusters and then so for Ilphonic to do it. And again, like what I talk about in PS, I love you. Uh, and again, like I, I more than being a voice in the game, right? Like I've been friends with the people at Ilphonic since Friday the 13th. And, you know, so again, you take everything with a grain of salt, number one. But also, I mean, I know that they're they're folks that just don't lie. And so like they know the shortcomings of their games. They've never been like we're a 10 out of 10 game. This is what's going on. But what I appreciate about it is, you know, not even getting the demo, but talking to them yesterday was them talking about what they've learned from those games and talking about how they want their, you know, servers to be super stable and to load you into the game faster uh, than ever before and have it be that, you know, when... You choose to play the game. They're getting you right into the game. Even if that means you're going to play with uh, AI bots for that first round, uh, they want to backfill it. And then when you get done with your matches, matches are only supposed to be like seven to 10 minutes. Uh, I also love the, the ability to play with AI. I love the idea of practicing. That was always another thing about somebody who, man, I want to get a few cuts as predator and figure out how to be predator. That meant you had to go out there and fight as predator, which, you know, sucked <laughs> when you're out there and you don't know the abilities and you don't know what you're doing and you're trying to figure it out. Like, I think they, they are, is, is, you know, of course, this is a preview. For right now, as both a Ghostbuster fan and an Elphonic fan, they're saying everything I want to hear. Will it deliver? Will it work out? Like, you know, the demos I had look beautiful. I'm playing on a PC, of course, uh, I, and I'm, it, it was running well. So will that be the final thing? I'd like to hope so, but it could be wrong, and they could, you know, have servers that crash and everything else in the game could fall apart or whatever. Uh, but like I said, for right now, the way they're talking about it, I love it on both sides as an Ophonic fan of somebody who's going to be able to jump into it and play it and, you know, hopefully bring the guys along and inevitably have them peel off after a few matches. And I'm probably to be then the Ghostbusters fan that stays there and tries to reach max level and again tries to get the platinum trophy. I keep telling them to let me make a trophy list, uh, but they're doing so much right, Gary, in the way that like so many of these multiplayer asymmetrical games come down to working with your team, right? Which sounds goofy, I know. Because, yeah, obviously, if you're in a multiplayer game, you work together. But I like it when it gets down to the minutiae of it. And so, like, I was talking to NPS, I love you. Like, the the matches start, Gary, as a Ghostbuster, right? With you having to whip out your PKE meter and start, like, doing the hot and cold thing. of Like, where is the ghost in the building? And then running around. And then, of course, as the ghost, you can <laughs> haunt other objects, which would then give them false positives and lead them off the trail. But then it's the simplest thing of, like, You see the ghost, you're all alone, you pull out your Neutron One, throw your Proton Stream, you wrangle the ghost, right? But if you don't have someone else there to throw a trap, you have to take your hand, you have to let go of the proton stream to throw out your own trap. Like you know what I mean? Like it's little things like that that we see in the movies, right? You never saw, you know, Peter zap a ghost, then also grab his trap and throw it on his own. There is a teamwork element to it that feels uniquely ghostbusters and when you fuck it up and the ghost gets away and you're obviously there's the destruction of your beam going through and at the end you get a dollar amount of how much damage you did
0: like that all feels very true to the ip no i get that and i think that's that's a kind of a game designer's dream when the license that you that you inherit just maps very nicely onto the kind of game you know i I, another good example is you know the hitman devs doing the james bond game As as soon as you hear those two things you go oh yeah like those those two things go go very well together and this seems like a similar case Um, But let's, I mean, let's get to the real news here, right? So you're voicing a character in this game. That's right. How does something like that come about? Do they approach you or is it one of those things where you launch one of your fucking obnoxious social media campaigns and get all your, get all your minions to hammer them until they give you a, give you what you want to shut you up? Well, Gary,
1: have you seen that campaign? No, they came to me. But again, it's the fact that I've known these folks for years (laughs) now. And so I think it actually plays into their, uh, uh, their, the way they work. The, the, the way Elphonic seems to work, right, is that they work with their friends a lot. Because you you mentioned earlier, James and Elise Willems, of course, uh, of Funhouse are writing this game. So they, wrote, is, your,
0: so they wrote your dialogue.
1: They, I am in their hands. I am in their hands for what happens to me. But, like, that's a ridiculous statement to say, right? And I don't mean it in the fact that James and Elise, uh, I mean, like, holy shit, they're writing a Ghostbusters game. They are writing something that is being put in front of the Ghost Ghost courts, you know, officially stamped Ghostbusters. Like... That's a ridiculous. And you figure in Predator hunting grounds, right? Elise was a voice there. And so was Bruce. And like they, you know, they do that thing, I think, where they bring in their friends a bit to work on their projects because that's how Phonics always been. They are a small team that works with people they know and works with people that uh I don't know, they like, I guess. And so for some reason they like me. And so, you know, they've liked me through me me shitting on and loving Friday the thirteenth, me shitting on and loving uh, Predator, and now we are the Ghostbusters. And I think I I'm sure I you know, it strikes me very much, Gary like you with the Joker story where you are my friend and you know how much DC Comics means to me. So when you got approached to write a Ghostbuster story, you were very much like Focus of course story. I'd lo- I'd lo- sorry, what? I'm sorry. Joker, Joker sorry, sorry. When you got approached to write the Joker story, right? You were very much like, yeah, I'd love to do this. Can I also bring my friend? And they were like, all right, sure, why not? Because you knew it would mean a lot to me. And so I think it's a similar thing here where you know predator i would have gladly given him a voiceover and done stuff like that you know oh man i'm right putting mud on me right but like predators predator it doesn't mean anything to me and i'm not trying to be a you know voice actor or anything like that so for them to be they get the property of ghostbusters right i feel like my like my twitter feed today like 6 a.m it's embargo i put out uh ps i love you xoxo as the ghostbusters preview but of course it's the internet where wherever you see it as the first thing you saw it on. My Twitter feed is blown up and blowing up to this point right now of people seeing it on other publications. You know what I mean? They see the trailer on Geekdom or comicbook.com or whatever, and they immediately are tagging me. You know, nibble put up his tweet about it, and so did Wario64. And I, there were so many just at Game Over, Greggy, at Game Over, Greggy. Like, this is my shit, right? Ghostbusters is so so definitively me. This is my definitive franchise. So I think, like, it kind of just made sense that they're going to do this thing like – all right. Well, we like Greg too, so why not put him in there?
0: So, they're, so there, but, but all these people are tagging you like, "Hey, Greg, there's a new Ghostbusters game," and you're like, "Yeah, I'm fucking in it. I already know." Thanks.
1: Yeah, I know the fucking press release doesn't mention me; just mentions fucking Dan Aykroyd, whatever. You know what I mean? Doesn't even mention the Willems. We'll get to that eventually. We'll all be there. But yeah, it's, you know, it's another one of you know, we're all internet friends, and we're all making cool shit together out there. So it's cool to go.
0: Out yeah, it's this. great. When's the game coming out?
1: Uh, Q 4 2022. Okay, so twenty twenty three then. No, no. Well, I mean, who knows? Knock on wood. I want to play it as soon as possible. So I hope it doesn't go to twenty twenty three. And of course, when it he comes here, I'll still tell you if it's good or bad. <laughs> we'll go from there.
0: But yeah, great right, game for us Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really like these, um, these asymmetric um, games. I think it's a really cool genre. And there's I think there's a lot more to be explored in that space. And like I said, it's a, it's a really good marriage of of genre and and license, I think.
1: 100%, yeah. So I'm excited for it. And again, I think that Ilphonic has, their head screwed on straight about it. They know they can't fuck it up. They know it needs to sing at launch. Will they, I mean, that's obviously easier said than done. We'll see what actually happens, but I'm excited to see them rise to the occasion because I think they will, and I think it's going to be great, but we will wait and see. I can confirm. I'm looking at the Twitch chat right now. I see uh, somebody in here talking that I tagged to play together. I can confirm at launch. I will be streaming this with Nerd a Day pod, the Nerd a Day podcast, everybody. Don't worry. They were the first that asked me on Twitter. Uh, I will be doing it, and I also will probably be streaming about 19 hours of it as I try to platinum it on day one, but we'll see. I digress. Number two on the Roper Report: uh, There's not going to be any crunch on The Witcher Four or whatever the hell we're calling the next Witcher. Uh, this is Haley Williams over at Gamespot. A new title in CD Projekt Red's massively successful Witcher series was announced this week, with the untitled game currently in development and switching to a new engine in response to a tweet referring to mandatory crunch. I'm sorry, that bring those sentences together. So let's try this again: with an untitled game currently in development and switching to a new engine. Period. In response to a tweet referring to mandatory crunch practices on both Cyberpunk 2077 and Witcher 3, the new game's director uh, has said things will be different this time. In a tweet, CD Projekt Red developer Jason Salama announced that he will be working on the next Witcher game in the role of game director. After contributing to both Witcher 3 and the studio's standalone Gwent title as a programmer, Salama has served as a game director on Gwent since late 2018 and will now be taking on the role of the studio's next big uh, AAA adventure. Now I'm taking on that role for the studio's next big AAA adventure. With Salama's tweet, uh, and likely the early announcement of the new game, mostly serving as a recruitment tool, the developer later responded to a tweet that brought up the studio's poor track record with crunch in the past. Salama responded, quote, never on my watch, promising better conditions for those hired to work on the new title. It's unsurprising that CD Projekt Red may be seeking to mend a reputation damaged by reports of mandatory crunch on Cyberpunk 2077, especially after the company initially promised it wouldn't require its employees to crunch on the expansive open world title. Since the reports of crunch on Cyberpunk 2077, CD Projekt Red has put some work into changing its workplace culture, with a 2021 strategy update saying the studio was, quote, working hard to minimize stress, prevent burnout, and give our employees everything Everything, all they need to focus on the work with a fully positive mindset. Eddie adds, uh, on the Witcher front, Oh, Eddie adds on the Witcher front. uh, CD Projekt... Oh, I see what I'm doing here. God damn it. It's like a banana, but I banana myself. Uh, That's what we're saying there, just to close the loop on more Witcher stuff that's happened overnight. Eddie from GameSpot adds, uh, CD Projekt Red has announced a wide-ranging technology partnership with Epic Games to use Unreal 5 for The Witcher 4, but that doesn't mean the Polish studio will abandon its own Red Engine anytime soon. The Red Engine, which is CD Projekt Red's proprietary game development software, will continue to be used to develop Cyberpunk 2077's upcoming expansion, the studio said new news release cd project red has used this engine since 2011's the witcher 2 assassins of kings so if you're a dork about engines there you go cyberpunk gonna keep stick on its own thing while this one uh, witcher 4 or whatever we're calling it moves to un- <laughs> unreal engine 5 but enough about that gary what's your read on this uh, conversation between uh, the new director the, the world and crunch
0: yeah, I got a number of thoughts on it. I mean, first of all, I think you know it's it's very exciting news for Witcher fans, right? I mean, we all I think we all kind of knew that a new Witcher game would be coming they had at mentioned some point, that whether it's Witcher four or or something else. Like clearly, the there's there's a huge appetite out there and for more Witcher, and you're just leaving money on the table if you don't make another Witcher game, which is huge right now. It's huge on Netflix, multiple TV shows. People still you know really love Witcher three, and is there are uh, multiple TV shows now. There's there's a second. I believe they're doing like a second spin-off show, and there's like a oh. like a there's like an anime show as well. There's oh, it's big, it's big, 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 big business. So it's definitely
1: right big. Now.
0: The I Witcher, love it. Love so hot right show. now, Greg. So, so of course they're gonna they're gonna double down on that. And so what's interesting is people, of course, would be would be looking at this very closely just because it's the next game in a you know you in know a, in a massive massive series of games that are hugely popular and very well loved, but also because it's the next chapter in the CD project story after cyberpunk right which was which right. was a, a historic a fuck up of historic proportions right like the, the launch of that game we'll still we'll still be talking about it in 30 40 years right oh my god I remember the cyberpunk 100%. launch like we'll still be thinking about it and what lessons can we learn and so the, that's the thing right the question is what lessons uh can they learn and will they learn and and have they learned from all the things they did wrong from uh uh from the cyberpunk launch and hopefully they have had a very 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 thorough um and an honest uh post-mortem where you know they, the cd project needs to be very very honest with themselves about the things that they did wrong and, and all the things it cost them and i hope that they will do that and apply the lessons going forward both in terms of crunch and in terms of you know not shipping a game until it's ready they really can't afford to to shit on the witcher series the way that they did with the cyberpunk launch they have to get this right people are going to be looking at them like doubly closely right and they've been stung really badly right like even other developers like oh my god like let's make sure we ship this on time we don't want to have another we don't want to have a cyberpunk on our hands but cd project like this happened to them like this hit them right you know in the balls and (laughs) it's still going to be hurting them and they're not going to want to kick themselves in the balls like that again hopefully i think the move to i mean again i'm no expert but i think the move to unreal engine Sounds like a very very smart move. Um, the the you night know, it's it's pretty much the industry leading you know software a tool kit for for this kind of you know AAA development. It's I think it's really it helps in a number of ways. Like when you bring people into a team, right? You don't have to train them up on your proprietary engine. Any any developer worth their salt is going to know the Unreal Engine already, right? Because everyone you know, it's so widely used. You you, you should really have that skill set. So it's it's obviously very 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 well supported by Epic. It can do all kinds of amazing things that UE5 100%. stuff that we saw in Matrix Awakens, incredible. So it makes a lot of sense. I think this whole this whole business of developers kind of using their own proprietary engines, um, pro, which is predominantly, I think, just a yeah you know, a way to save money because you know it's expensive to license Unreal Engine Five and use it in your development. Very expensive. And so I don't, I, I understand why, for example. Uh, As a cost-saving exercise, EA were like, "Oh, it's everything's Frostbite now. We're going to do everything on Frostbite because we have the, we own this tool. We can just deploy it across all of our uh, development." Well, that ended up being a massive fucking mistake, right? And it ended up being like suboptimal for a lot of the games they tried to apply it to. And you know, now they've started to move away from that. Oh, you know, we're not doing the you know Frostbite is our is our tool for everything we develop anymore because they realized while it might be cheaper, it was also a terrible idea. And I think that um, maybe CD Projekt is coming to a um a similar you know conclusion that you know it's just going to be easier and we can avoid crunch and we're more likely to be able to ship this game on time if we use an industry standard tool rather than our weird you know proprietary tool so i think that's that's the first step in the right direction
1: and it's what you've covered but i mean like you know by going to a, a tool set so many other people use there are so there's such a different wealth of knowledge for like, you know, a problem you would have or fixes for this or how to animate this kind of thing or that, whatever, like all the things that you have to learn from scratch when you have your own engine, which is why you've seen the industry, I think, back off using their own engines. Like when it was like people have, having to build your own tech from the ground up, then use that for your own games like that leads to problems. And I would point to Telltale Games, right, where it was that. I'm sorry, OG Telltale, not the new revived zombified, but uh, undead uh, Telltale. But the original Telltale was, right, they were using the Telltale engine, which was awful. And when all of a sudden Walking Dead hit and Telltale got big and they started making more games, they were running into so many hurdles. Of And I forget what the ridiculous one, but it was something like you know, they put in, they wanted to roll an apple on a table, but like, since there's no physics in their engine, they had to like shift the entire
0: world yeah, and trick
1: I mean, the camera. It was like the, all these the, weird things.
0: The Telltale example is a good one, not just in terms of the engine, but yeah, certainly you know, after Walking Dead, they became so big that, um, the, you know, the scale of the game development and the ambition level for the games, like when you're looking at, when you're going from like Sam and Max and the Strong Bad game to suddenly Walking Dead and gaming Game of Thrones and Batman and Minecraft and these other like major licenses, and there's a much bigger uh expectation it started to outpace what their creaky you know very old uh proprietary tool could do but just like from my perspective i remember they had a separate tool their store their story tool when i worked on the walking dead the first draft of the episode that i wrote was just written you know in a standard word processor yeah but then when it had to be applied to the game i had to rewrite all of it into their proprietary tool and it took me a while just to learn how to use their tool so that's a good you know that To me is a good example of how yeah you come let's say that you hire anytime you take on a new project right you're going to do we're going to make the next witcher game you probably have to hire a bunch of people and again it's going to make a lot of sense to hire a bunch of people to work on something that you already know how to use, than have you know, them teach them how to use your proprietary thing. So I think I think it makes it makes a lot of sense. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm optimistic again. I think they got they got burned so so badly on Cyberpunk, like they will never ever live that down. Even though they, they, obviously they've come a long Go way. They've come a long way in terms of fixing the game. The next gen console versions, you know, they're they're actually finally at a point there where the game is where is what it should have been at launch. But it wasn't and we'll never forget we'll never forget that. A lot of people will never forgive them for it. And this is they, they this is an opportunity for them to kind of make things right and to say, listen, we can we understood that we fucked up last time. We're not going to do that again. here we're going to deliver a game that that is really great and is fully feature complete and not buggy at launch and it's gonna ship on time um, they, they can get it right with this one and they can't afford not to. So I think there's I'm actually very optimistic that this that they will get this one right just because they they have to surely surely they have, they have learned, learned the lessons of cyberpunk because they were such painful lessons. How can you ignore them?
1: I, I agree with you. I think that, you know, you talk about, w- w- look at where they were with Witcher 3 and being these darlings of the industry and getting everything right and giving away free content and blah, 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 blah. And then that they were bulletproof up until cyberpunk. And then yeah. they got kicked And, which, down, and which which sure is their crown
0: jewel, right? That's the game that they, yeah. that they built their, their studio on. So they cannot make the same mistakes again
1: we shall see we're obviously nowhere close to whatever comes next next in the witcher saga but we will continue talking about it for quite some time just like you should keep talking about patreon.com slash kind of funny games over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can continue the conversation with other patrons in the comments and the things over there i don't know that's you talk to each other on youtube or twitter or whatever uh reddit uh you can also of course write in to be part of the show you can get the show at the post show we do you could get all the benefits like that episode of America's favorite quiz show you didn't know Janet over on PS I love you XOXO's post show but for right now most importantly you could get this show ad free but guess what Jack you're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny game so here's a word from our sponsor Every day you gotta get up, worry about work, worry about your family, worry about when you're playing games. It's too much. So remove the stress for shopping for clothes with Cuts Clothing. Cuts Clothing has perfected the art and science of men's shirts, so now you can throw on one look and look great without ever having to think about it. Plus, Cuts has all the essentials for looking sharp, like tees, hoodies, polos, and more, so you can stop bouncing between brands and shopping for different shirts. Tim Geddes loves Cuts. He went online, found the blues he loved, and then had them shipped to his door so he can go get haircuts and stare at electronics, knowing he looks great. Cuts has totally revolutionized the traditional outdated t-shirt category. They make it easy to mix and match styles and colors so you can find the perfect style. They even develop their own fabric that's soft as hell and guaranteed not to pill or shrink. Join hundreds of thousands of guys who have made the simple decision to elevate their wardrobe with Cuts. Get 15% off your first order by going to cutsclothing.com slash kindoffunny. That's C-U-T-S clothing.com slash funny for 15% off the only shirt worth wearing. All right, guys, let's talk about skincare. If your skincare routine is basically you washing your face in the shower with that one shower gel you've been using since high school, then it's time to level up your skincare game. But thanks to Lumen, you can drop that bottle of three-in-one and start using products that actually take care of your skin. All their products aim to help with those stubborn acne scars, under-eye, dark circles, wrinkles, sun damage, dry skin, oily skin, and more. Uh, Starting with Lumen is easy. All you have to do is take their two-minute quiz on their website, and they'll tell you exactly what routine is best for you based on your skincare needs. Plus, all their products are made using only natural ingredients that actually work. Guys, I swear, skincare shouldn't be that complicated thing we dread doing, and thanks to Lumen, it's simple. It takes you less than 90 seconds of your day. It's easy, and you'll have skin as smooth as Kevin Coelho's shaved cheeks. Level up your skincare game with Lumen Skin today. Go to lumenskin.com slash kindoffunny to get your free trial of Lumen's products. That's L-U-M-I-N skin.com slash kindoffunny to get your free trial of Lumen's products. That's Lumen Skin dot com slash kind of funny. This, of course, is one of my favorite sponsors of all time. It's Honey, ladies and gentlemen. When you're shopping online, it's easy to save money on your iPhone or computer. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch your prices drop. Here's, ladies and gentlemen, where I go, and I I hit pause on the ad because I use Honey all the time this is my google chrome and right there is the honey button you install it there you can use it on your iphone too but it's great it saves you money and then if you're logged into it accrues honey coins that you can then spend on gift cards and stuff all the time but then yes just yesterday i was buying some zoo stuff off the internet guess what there it is i don't even think about it honey just pops up little dancing coin he's like you want me to save you some money and i'm like yes you do if you don't already have honey you can be straight up missing out and by getting it you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show I'd never recommend something I don't use. So get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kinda. That's joinhoney.com slash. Wow, that was that was not a two. No, you said two. That was already weird. More. That was weird. Like, was I, saw, I saw it more. go to one. Hmm. Ah, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, number three on the Ripper report. Gary, this is all for you. All right. Xbox cool. has revealed its spring controller lineup. Kevin, I put a link oh, in the Oh, yeah. So I so saw, saw this web. this
0: morning. Yeah. Are you still
1: trying to buy every controller? i'm trying to get every controller oh god the design for xbox team has collaborated closely with our partners at power a otterbox and 8-bit dough to create a unique selection of pastel products that embody the playfulness and whimsy that springtime brings sit back relax and jump into your favorite game with these soft soothing pastel accessories with next-gen gaming features perfect for gaming on xbox or pc the power a enhanced wired controllers for xbox series x s are compatible with xbox one xbox series x s and windows pc and are available in five new playful Colors. Lavender swirl, mesmerizing, swirly psychedelic <laughs> goodness. Cotton <laughs> <and> candy blue, <laughs> sugary sensation inspired by the sweetest of childhood trees. <laughs> <laughs> it, keep going. Pink lemonade, icy cold and refreshing design to brighten up any gaming session. Purple camo, pastel purple meets rough and tumble camo. And then pastel dream, soothing fades that turn every. Soothing fades that turn even the most stressful sessions into a smooth symphony of gaming prowess. I, I'm going to say, those are great names. I know
0: which one is which just from the names.
1: The names are great. It's yeah. the, the sugary sensation inspired by the sweetest of childhood treats. Maybe it's the way I'm performing it, but it sounds like a riddle. It sounds like Batman's getting lowered into cotton candy. Like said, the sugary sensation inspired by the sweetest of childhood treats. Rare. I'm very much 60s Riddler in this thing. Yeah, Anyways, uh, then they have this one here. I didn't put it on, but the OtterBox, like, you know, clamp-ons Easy or whatever. Grip. This is. Easy grip, yeah. that's the one. And then the 8-bit Doe Ultimate Wire Controller for Xbox was designed in playful pastel pink to add a bit of color to your gaming setup. Now, that Gary, these aren't straight-up Xbox controllers. These are not from the folks that, I mean, they're obviously uh. licensed, but, I mean, they're not the usual Xbox controller. What does this do for your collection? Do you want these? Because they're wired.
0: This was a, yeah. This was a real emotion. This was a very very sharp emotional roller coaster for me this morning. I I saw the picture, I saw that it came officially from the Xbox account, and as soon as I saw the controllers, like the color schemes and the designs, I I, I love them right because I love those those Easter pastel colors. They they look like Cadbury mini eggs, right? They just they're just oh so delightful, and I and I love those kind of soft uh, pastel colors that are associated with Easter. And I think well, the, these designs are wonderful and i was immediately like you know oh my god i gotta get these and then i saw that they were wired and just switched off completely i'm afraid no. um yeah. i guess it's it, 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 you touched on it earlier it is because they're not ma- manufactured by xbox and xbox i, b- I believe still has that really what they won't license out their like their their wireless technology to anyone if you buy a third party xbox controller it's going to be wired um 8-bit Do make wonderful controllers i've got their super nintendo um controller wireless controller over here and it's terrific um, but we, we're past, I, I honestly, I don't know where the market is for wired controllers anymore. I, I, I certainly can't have one in my setup. I would have it trailing, you know, all across the the living room from the TV to the couch. I've got kids in the house who could trip over them or stumble or like pull them out or whatever. And the console okay, comes sure, tumbling sure. out of the thing. And just, we just, we're just past wires, aren't we? Like who the fuck I wants agree. a wired controller no, anymore? We, so and the I one love, thing I, I would throw love out these, there.
1: But one yeah. thing I would throw out there is that there are a lot of PC dorks and then a lot of streaming dorks like myself who have all their controllers wired. Like my I, the Xbox I use to play my Steam games or whatever is wired, and then also my you know when, for my consoles over here yeah, for when I'm playing so something, that's
0: they're wired like as well. This is this isn't plugged in right now, but this is the controller. Right, this is my PC controllers as because i'm sitting here and the last thing you want is for your batteries to run it in the middle of a game or whatever and you don't get that low battery warning on pc like you do on xbox yeah and so i do have like, like the the cables right there it's not plugged in but when i'm sitting at a desk then a wired controller is fine so i mean maybe i would try to get one of these pastel ones and have it to be my pc controller or something but for console use for living room use wired is come on we're we're so far past that 100% um so yeah it's that that kind of kills it for me i think there will be a market for it it is i think xbox i think the better solution here if you really wanted to make these super popular is was xbox either should have just done these colors in-house and made them wireless or find a way to to to, to license the wireless technology out to 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 select third parties but the, the the third option which is let's just do a wired controller to me is by far the worst option available and i i, I just yeah it's a real shame because i love the aesthetic i just i just I, I it's hard to find much of a use case for them outside you know sitting at your desk with a pc
1: now gary in the yeah. chat miss envy has tossed in a link kevin i tossed it in there if is you this can... the
0: furry sonic controller
1: no, no, fuck the Sonic controller. We gotta,
0: wait, wait what, what? Fuck you. We got to talk this about This is that. the limited
1: edition Captain America wait, where, a Razer wireless controller oh, and quick charging stand for where, Xbox. It's in, it? it's in the dock. It's in the dock, sorry. In the dock, okay. Because
0: you're all over the place. You know, I, I
1: know, know, I know. that As, as you started to yell at me, I was like, you know what? That isn't wait, enough information. Is Captain
0: America? What am I looking at here? Oh, Razer just sent me one of these docks. It's cool. With yeah. The Captain,
1: Amer- the Captain yeah. America dock? No, not the
0: Captain America one. It was the 20th anniversary one, but it's the charging dock. And the way that it works is... The, the kit that they send you, it comes with the dock, but then there's also the x so You look, see the way that's kind of sitting in the controller there. Yeah, like yeah, the Xbox yeah. controller doesn't, doesn't charge from the bottom. It charges sure. from the USB-C port on the top. So what's really happening here? What they do is they give you a special battery and a special back cover that you replace, and it has a charging plate on the back, mm. and, that not, and that docks with their proprietary dock. Gotcha. Um, so that's how it works, and it, it, I've been using the, the one that they sent me, and it works really well it sits because i've got the dual sets one for the playstation as well the official sony one where the controller yeah. does charge from the bottom yeah, and that yeah, works really well as well
1: that's this cool is this that. is a bit yeah. it's a
0: bit gear do you i mean do you like that it's a bit garish isn't it it's yeah it's garish but it's you know captain america it's cool
1: i would i it's this is one of those controllers gary that i look at i go wow that's really cool no i wouldn't buy this i want to like, so they're selling me.
0: this as the controller and the dark
1: so it's, it's either...
0: a white. So, so this is a wireless controller that's made by. A well, third this is party. Razer. This is work? just
1: something that she shouted at. This has nothing to do with the pastel pink ca- cotton candy. No, no. But I'm
0: but I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what the what the rule is here because that if that's oh. a controller that Razer made, I don't think it is. I think that's an Xbox controller that they've just skinned because Xbox yeah, won't maybe. allow third party people to make wireless controllers. Well, that could that could be the case. I think that's right. what it is. That that's an official. That's an X. That's a Microsoft manufactured xbox controller that they have put a skin on and and, and match with this dock would be my guess because there's no other way it can be wireless i i wish we could see this in real life I mean, I'm sure though, these there's got to be some trade. way like you can... yeah you want to talk with a sonic controller yeah the furry ones come on how can how, on. how can you not talk all about right,
1: that all right all right, everybody kevin i'm gonna give you a link and i'm gonna send it right to you okay there you go boom in it's sent right to you Discord. I'm gonna, there sure. it is
0: oh god let's have a look. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Have, this shouldn't have been created. Hold <sighs> on, the link won't open. That's weird.
1: That's really weird. While you um, pull it up, oh, Bob, we're it reading from Xbox's Twitter, and it goes: We might need glasses because these controllers look fuzzy. <laughs> Follow and retweet with Xbox Sonic Two sweepstakes <laughs> for a chance to win custom the uh, Sonic Two uh, Xbox Series X uh, console and controllers. And there you got it. These That's are hairy horrible. ass controllers.
0: Now you got to ask yourself: How are you going to keep those clean? right' cause you're gonna sweat i don't know what kind of material that is it's a cool gimmick but like how do you like what's the you know you, you can't throw it in the in the in the washing machine right so what uh, are you gonna yeah. do i mean these i mean these this is get...
1: a, this is a gimmick this is something you're really playing with yeah
0: i mean this is dirt. like especially the sonic fans they're gonna get the, it's gonna be more than dirt. Oh, you think God. that's purely like a display yeah. piece have you so ever, you have you ever shook blessings hand constantly God. sticky
1: and so yeah, yeah. he he would fuck this up it would be gross.
0: so are, they, are these gross. real are they actually selling these in stores no this is a
1: this is a competition this is a
0: competition oh so, okay all right so you can you can win those but it's like yeah. there's just like a couple of that they've made all right can you imagine yeah, can you imagine getting that job somebody hits you up and they're like hey we need you to make xbox controllers but they need to be furry and it's like ah, oh, all right yeah <laughs>
1: Uh, Number four on the Roper Report Uh, Breaking news, everybody You can create groups of games on the Switch now Kevin, there's a link in there for you What? Yeah, I like
0: this. I saw this uh, yesterday. Nintendo's letting you make
1: folders for all your Switch games and shove them together. There are three bullet points to keep in mind. Uh, The all-software menu and groups are only available when more than 12 titles are saved in the Nintendo Switch system. Up to 100 groups can be created with a max of 200 titles per group, and the same software can be added to multiple groups. And so, Kevin, if you want to scroll down, this is obviously like, hey, that's your games. And then you see, here's how you group them. And then you do the thing, and then, bam, you got a little group. that are You put all your Mario games
0: together. It's nice that they support that many, but who... Who has 20,000 Switch games and is there even a memory card on the planet that could fit them all? Oh, yeah, you oh, can put much. a lot of, you can put, because the, you can get what, a 250 gig memory stick for. for I, the... I gotta say, given that I'm constantly battling the storage, well, not so much on my Xbox as it has two terabytes. Yeah. And the, as, as you know, Greg, I recently uh, up, updated the storage on my PlayStation as well. My so computer, it was, yeah, it was yeah, less of an issue. But moderate. prior to those memory upgrades, I was constantly battling um the hard drive space what's amazing about the switch is even though it has a smaller i mean i think i've got like a 256 gig memory card in my in my main switch it's but maybe the footprint on switch games is a lot smaller but i'm constantly amazed at how many games i can it's never once said oh you know you've got to free up space i just keep adding games
1: i love it i'm sure you do i'm sure that's what it's all about for you
0: the folders is nice. I would put all them. I could put all my Mario games in one folder. What it means is all of your games now, if you if you organize them nicely, can fit on that main screen, and you never you never have to go to that like gallery view at the end and go find you know where all your other games. I'm sorry, are. say that one more time for me. I can't remember exactly what I just said. but It's nice that you can organize your games in folders, so like you can put all your Mario games or whatever, or all you, or your racing games right. in one. You you don't have to go all the way to the end to that gallery view where you can see all of the games that you've installed.
1: We got off track there. I didn't expect you to, you know, for us to get a little wiggly there. I was waiting for you to make this point. We'll go to Sam Byford over at The Verge who writes, Nintendo finally adds folders to the Switch. Kind of. Nintendo has added a new folder system to the Switch's UI more than five years after the console was first released. It's included as part of the firmware software 14.0. This being Nintendo, the system doesn't work exactly like you might expect. It's called Groups, but doesn't allow you to place anything on the home screen. Instead, Mm. you have to scroll all the way to the right to get the vertical list of all your software and press L. (laughs) That lets you access Groups. Why do they always do this? They give and they
0: take away
1: wnd weird nintendo decisions ladies and gentlemen it won't do it won't do all that much to help you organize your home screen or full list of games then i already have a big enough switch library that it was easiest for me to keep it that list alphabetical order and find what i wanted to play that way but the group's feature uh, could still be useful for self-curation i have a bunch of games from the Se- uh, sega ages and arcade archive series of retro re-releases for example uh, and with switch groups i can easily place them into this thing
0: you know, I'm very pro. I'm very Nintendo positive at the moment because um, I'm really enjoying the new Mario Kart DLC tracks. What a thrill it is to be playing new courses in Mario Kart 8 after all these years. Yeah. Really enjoyed that. I think the, I, I I'm one of the people that actually thinks the expansion pack is really good value if you're going to oh, use yeah. all of it. Like you know, I, my my wife plays the hell out of Happy Home Designer. She loves these new courses. I think you know we've got like multiple members of the family that use it. Like for me, it's actually a really good value. So I haven't had any, I haven't had too many complaints with Nintendo recently, but you're absolutely right. Every single time they come up with something, like they can do something really good, right? Here's a nice new feature you're going to love. It's almost like they but they, they then like send it to another department and say, okay, we've come up with this great feature that everyone's going to love. Can you find some way to make it fucking annoying and counterintuitive at the same time? <laughs> but we have to offset this. Like, we can't give, we can't actually... You can't give make it what people anything. exactly like, want. We, have, we give we, them exactly what they want, to, they like, We have that. to, like, add, a, like, some really important, aha, but it's Nintendo, so actually it's going to be a pain in the dick. Why do they every fucking time? Why can't I just have folders on the home screen?
1: Number five, ladies and gentlemen, we will move on. We will talk instead about the fact that the no. review—sorry, oh, reviews—are up for Rune Factory Five. So I have your review roundup. Review roundup ta-ta-ta. at nine thirty a.m. <laughs> this morning, which is, jeez, uh, an hour and a half ago our time. Uh, Metacritic had a sixty-nine. <laughs> Nintendo Life gave it a 7. Mitch Vogel wrote, Is Rune Factory 5 for you? Well, that depends. Do you like RPGs or farm sims? If you answered yes to either or both, then you're sure to find something you'll love in this series. Even so, it might be worth waiting for a modest sale before you take the plunge. The relaxing pace, RPG elements, and charming aesthetic make this a compelling experience, but issues with poor performance, disappointing visuals, and sometimes clunky gameplay hold Rune Factory 5 back from greatness. If 3D visuals aren't a deal-breaker for you, we'd recommend you pick up Rune Factory four special first as it's cheaper and oddly feels more modern in some respects despite flawed execution we'd still give rune factory five a recommendation uh if it's pre- if it's precise and unique genre blend really clicks with you you'll find for you'll forgive many a flaw just know that it doesn't truly excel in any area from there We go down. IGN gave it a six. The one, the only, Rebecca Valentine wrote, Rune Factory 5 has much of the mechanical depth that made its predecessor so enjoyable, but none of the improvements one would expect from a leap to a new, more powerful platform. Its farming, crafting, combat, and relationship systems remain varied and nuanced, satisfying enough to keep me hooked as someone who loves the soothing nature of farming and life sims. But I'm disappointed that yet another game in this genre has created an empty, technically janky 3D world, especially when the studio behind it clearly has such excellent art chops demonstrated in the occasional animated cutscenes and character portraits. Its bad performance didn't necessarily stop me from enjoying the 35, I'm sorry, 45 plus hours I jumped into it, but it did make that time far more frustrating, and it's a shame Rune Factory wasn't able to make a grander statement in its dedicated Switch debut. And then rounding it out, Silicon Era gave it a 5. That's a 5 out of 10. Uh, Jenny Lada wrote, If you need a farming and fighting mix, Rune Factory 5 is an option. It just isn't the best one out there. It's living in the shadow of its far superior siblings. Even if patches fix all of the technical issues, it would still feel uneven. I do think that if we got a Rune Factory 6, it could be better and build off the entry's missteps. There were times when I enjoyed myself while playing, but going back to Rune Factory 4 special for another run would be a wiser choice. So I know many of you were looking factory, looking factory, looking forward to Rune Factory Five on the Nintendo Switch coming out, of course, today in North America. But reviews not that hot for it. Is that is that something your wife would want to jump? in? Is that something Leah would want to play?
0: No, A farming too, sim. Too many other
1: games to play yeah, at the moment. Yeah. Fair enough. Too, too much. Speaking going of. On. Too many, too many things going on. Number six is a potpourri. That's right, a bunch of little headlines for you. Uh, n- number one, uh, we talked a little bit about Cyberpunk up there, but Cyberpunk 2077 has a patch out right now. It's 1.52. It does a bunch of fixes and like things you expect, like, oh, you won't instantly die on this mission in the elevator anymore. But, Paul Tassi over at Forbes uh, put up a tweet that said, Cyberpunk added another new random piece of legendary loot in 1.52 that is actually pretty rad. I'll do a guide later. Uh, He put up a little screenshot of it, but if you're interested in some more legendary loot, give Paul Tassi a a follow there on Twitter. He's great. Uh, Over at IGN, Adam Bankhurst wrote, Casey Hudson, the co-creator and director of the Mass Effect trilogy, looks to once again be returning to space as his new studio, Humanoid Studios, has confirmed it is working on an, quote, all-new science fiction universe, end quote and then eddie over at Gamespot wrote ea sports is getting back into pga tour golf games but the road to release has been anything but smooth the developer originally intended to launch a new pga tour game in spring 2022 but it later delayed the game indefinitely now it's been assigned a new release date spring 2023 ea sports pga tour will be the will be ea's first new pga tour game since the poorly received rory mcelroy or McElroy, right? Uh, PGA Tour in 2015. Since then, another rival series has started up. 2K's own PGA Tour 2K.
0: Yeah, that one's a bit of a bummer. I like. I've always loved those PGA games, man. I used to play the hell out of those Tiger Woods games back in the day. For sure. And um, it's a shame that it kind of they they kind of fell off. The P, the the 2K one's actually quite good. I mean, play I played that quite a lot um, last year, and I was excited to hear that EA was getting back into it because competition is good, right? If you've got two companies making um there's too much too much monopolization in in sports right like only the nfl game or you know the the, there's only and uh, only 2k makes the nba game there's this and you get to kind of rest on your laurels a little bit which is why somehow we often end up with these shit games because there's like well what are you going to do not buy it and so and people go out and buy it because there's nothing else out there um so to see a little bit of competition at least in the golf space i think will be will be good for the games in general
1: yeah, 100%. And I'm excited to see how EA Sports PGA Tour comes around. But spring 2023 is so far away. Gary, if I wanted something more immediate, what came to the mom and grab shops? Where would I go?
0: The official list of upcoming software on each and every platform, as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts, each and every weekday. Yeah.
1: Out today. First game, the non games, Xbox Xbox all around. Rune Factory 5 on Switch. A place for the unwilling on Switch. Uh, Kraken Academy with two exclamation points on Xbox and Switch. Tempest 4000 on Switch and Atari VCS. Farming Simulator 2020, I'm sorry, Farming Simulator 22. Uh, Antonio Carraro DLC is available. Uh, and then a Returnals Ascension update is out now, of course, adding co-op and the tower and all that jazz. New dates for you. Vengeful Hearts releases on consoles March 29th. I also have a deal of the day for you. This one comes from GameSpot, where Steven Petit writes, we've seen some great deals on the Xbox Series S in recent weeks, but today's deal at Newegg is the best yet. Until the end of the day, you can get an extra Xbox controller with the purchase of the Xbox Series S at its $300 retail price. While the deal technically ends tonight, it's certainly possible that Newegg will run out of stock before then.
0: Tell me so think- that Series S. I had a friend of mine just went out and bought a Series S this week, and they were like just raving about, like, oh, my God, this thing's amazing. Series S is such a great little console.
1: Look at you. Shill i call it like a sim <laughs> i know you do i appreciate it i love you uh excited you missed last xcast right you're gonna be on friday's xcast you're gonna be out there
0: uh yeah i don't like to miss two in a row if i can avoid it that's what i like to hear that's what i like to hear very much
1: uh ladies and gentlemen of course you can write in twitch uh, no that's not right you can write into funny.com slash you're wrong tell us what we screw up as you screw it up no need to today though we got everything right everything's fine don't worry about it Uh instead talk to you about who's gonna be hosting tomorrow and the rest of the week tomorrow it's gonna to be andy and me that's right though andy's running the show andy's in charge kevin Andy in, in charge of our days and our so? nights and I see yeah I think like, so does he, does he know? I feel yeah, like I he said it know. in that meeting he didn't really react to it yeah I feel, I feel like we tweet should tweet him, him, him at the Andy yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. I don't know if he'd like that
0: it's <laughs> gonna be a tough one cause uh, yeah if he tweets at him though like he, who knows if it's serious or not yeah. When he's
1: streaming I tell him. Thursday, it's going to be me and Sam. Friday, it's, it's going to be me tonight. and Blessing. And that will be another week of kind of funny games daily in the books. If you want to hang out you with us some more, Garrett, you, oh, Sorry, what was it, Kevin? This is going to end poorly. We're going to get to no, It's tomorrow. Gonna... No one's going to have stories put together. Kevin, it'll Barrett's be okay. No, Barrett, don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's too early. Gary and I are going to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, and we are going to record the post show, which, of course, is one of the benefits of you being a Patreon producer uh, and supporter. Uh, if you want to keep watching here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, uh, they are going to be playing some Zelda The Breath of the Wild there. They're going to play some Zelda The Breath of the Wild after this. Uh, that'll be up later on youtube.com slash kind of funny plays, our newest YouTube channel. Please go like, subscribe, share, click the bell, and all that jazz. But until next time, remember, this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday. We run you through the nerdy video game news you know about. If you like that, patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you get more content than you can shake a Kevin at. Oh. If you don't want to do that though, Patreon or no, youtube.com slash just keep going to Patreon. YouTube. It's like an endless <laughs> cycle as you keep on. Youtube.com slash kind of funny games, podcast services around the globe. Of course, please support us uh, by using the epic creator code kind of funny wherever you're getting your epic related gaming goods or whatever the hell it is. And of course, until next time, no, it's been our pleasure to serve you.